And welcome to the Whatsoever Things podcast, where we seek to grow in wisdom and in our enjoyment of good things. That is correct. Also, the podcast with no chairs, where we sit on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a hard knock life for us. (laughs) We do have chairs, just not chairs (laughs) that work for the podcast. Two years into marriage, (laughs) we still had no chairs. I'm going to tell our kids that. Are you going to say who we are? Yeah. Oh, I'm Nathaniel, and this is Jessica. Hi. She is my wife. <laughs> as of, of two years. Of two years as of uh, recently. <laughs> can't give it away, Jessica. Why? <laughs> the internet can't know everything about us. Oh, it already does. That's true. That's, that's fair. <laughs> it knows like, that at least. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, in the vein of... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations to us. We've been married for two years and um we uh We learned all the things there are to learn. Yeah, we're experts in marriage. Now. Yeah. We are absolutely I would say the experts on marriage, the leading experts on marriage. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, look for our new book coming out coming out. <laughs> that we're going to call the definitive book of marriage, of course. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, so, but we had a, we did have a few things. In all seriousness, we did have a few things that we did learn. Um, and, and we decided. are still learning. <laughs> are st- definitely are still learning. Um, we decided that we wanted to share those things with you. Which um, we made, we each made a list of five things. And we have not shown these lists to each other. So, you, dear listener, will be as surprised as I will be, (laughs) (laughs) and vice versa. So, anyway, yeah, we're just going to talk about that, and then mine are not written in any particular order. Were you supposed to order them? I mean, you can, you wrote them in in the order that you're going to say them now, so. Unless I skip around. That's true. (laughs) Unless you do that. I have the power. Impromptu sequence sequencing mm-hmm. i was gonna say sequentializing right. or which something. might happen who knows let's just dive right in uh do you want to start or do you want to end oh that's hard i don't know i would rather not end okay i'll end so you can start <laughs> okay is that how that works that is how that works sad it's like any mean can i just be in the middle <laughs> <laughs> Um, now I'm trying to decide if I should read my list in order or not. Should have decided that before you Um, I'll just, I'll start with something smaller. Um, things are not as urgent as I think they are. That is something I have learned. That's great. <laughs> because a lot of times it's like, the dishes need to be done right now or the grocery shopping has to be done right now. And you have reminded me that most things are not as urgent as I make them in my brain. Mm. And 
it would cause me a lot less stress if I did not make them that urgent. So was that like a realization point or was there like was it like a slow build? When would you say you learned this? Um, a couple weeks ago, actually, because you said something to the effect of like, it's not actually that urgent and you have built it up in your mind like it is that urgent and it's not. So, well, no, you like you were telling me something from the place of like being my best friend and my husband and somebody who knows me best and helping me. But I think sometimes that like puts pressure on the reason it applies to marriage is because sometimes I put pressure on like things that I think have to be done, but that's not actually being very considerate of you and your time. And so I'll be like, can you do this right now? (laughs) And that's not actually kind to you or helpful when you're like working with people in general, but like even more so when you're married and living very closely with someone and like, Mm. I know as much about your time restraints as you do. So (laughs) I want you to do this right now. And when I don't always know exactly what you have that needs to be done or what you're trying to focus on in the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my first thing, um, I actually, yeah, I changed it from what we talked about because um, we talked about one <laughs> of each of ours. You're not supposed to say we talked about it. <laughs> we talked about one of each of ours. Um, but then I because we were it. trying to come up with lists and we we're like, well, what kind? Yes. Well, <laughs> we were like, what kind of things are we talking about? So, yeah. Anyway, but I changed it. So, oh, okay. I'm great to be surprised. Um, I learned that being a protector also means making your wife and family feel protected. It's not just about what you as a as a man. <laughs> Um, I'm a man <laughs> have have done to protect yourself because honestly, if you got married as young as I did, it probably hasn't been that much. <laughs> um, uh, it's like um, maybe lock the door, you know, and uh, don't go running around in the worst part of town at night, uh, maybe, yeah. but you know, don't really consider much outside of that. But your wife and your family will probably have a higher standard of protection and not and it's not because they're more fearful necessarily it's probably because your wife has a better intuition about well it's definitely for me at least i'll speak for myself (laughs) um it's because my wife has a better intuition of what is dangerous (laughs) and um interesting so or or what is um what is needed to be safe. So, I mean, for instance, just one very practical example, um, as far as like locking the doors, I, I didn't really like care all that much. It wasn't like a big deal to me. I <laughs> locked the doors most of the time and that was like, ah. you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> <And> Terrifying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Do you know the kind of people who live in this <laughs> apartment complex? <laughs> and so like, I was like, Every few nights, just goes like, did you know that the door was unlocked? And I was like, no, I didn't, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this is for the the first few months yeah. of living in an apartment by ourselves. Um, 
and uh, and then like you know both doors were unlocked. It's like, well, we only have one exterior door. She's like, no, the 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 balcony door too. Like, we live on a second floor. Someone that climbed the balcony and anyway, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just make it hard for people who want to hurt us at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, and <sighs> and things like areas where you walk or um, being careful of suspicious people or like yeah. um, making sure to be aware of certain situations. Those are things that men don't tend to think about as much because we aren't as, um, especially if you're a, a you know a confident um, man that walks confidently with a <laughs> sense of purpose, you're less likely to be a, a subject of. Um, of danger and you know it. So you're not going to be as aware (laughs) of those things. And women know that they're likely more likely to be a subject of danger. So, um, so yeah, they have a better intuition about it and listen to it and cater to that rather than your minimum standard of, um, again, I'm trying trying to not word this in in preachy terms, but I'm like preaching to my younger self. So, um, <laughs> Too young Nathaniel, which I think they're guys of the opposite variety, though, which like do actually have a very strong protective instinct in that they notice like all of the places of danger. Like I do know some guys like that. Hmm. So I think it's just a difference of personality. Maybe. Um, but I think there's also a sense of like women know. Yeah. What is dangerous, especially what's dangerous to them. Yeah. Um, and in a maybe not, maybe for those men, it's not as much of a personality thing as much as a, a, a like an upbringing thing. Maybe they had yeah, that's younger, fair. younger siblings or younger sisters or something like that. Yeah, because you I'm are the youngest, youngest child, so you yeah. didn't <laughs> really grow up like protecting people. No. Yeah. Yeah, that does make a difference, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. That's my first thing. Okay, well, my second thing, um, numero dos, is uh, when you say something, you mean it, which is... Me specifically? Uh-huh. Me specifically? Yes. Um, which I'm guessing probably applies to other husbands or other guys who are, like, even guys who are dating and, like you know, they give a girl a compliment. And, like, if you're, like, a good guy, (laughs) you're not just, like, lying to her face Mm. or just saying something to, you know, I don't know. You don't just say things and not mean them. And so I think remembering that when you compliment me or you say something you notice and, like, commend me for it, or you thank me for something, like, you're not just, um, uh, what's the word? Like, placating me, if that makes sense. You're not just trying to get me to, like, shut up and not Mm. say things like, I feel ugly, or, you know, (laughs) like, you're not just trying to get me to stop. Like, you are telling me the truth. Yeah. And if you weren't telling me the truth, you wouldn't say it, because that's who you are and so remembering that like i can trust you to tell me the truth and like when you're saying things to me 
you mean then? Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you know that. <laughs> yes. I mean, whether or not I believe it in the moment is another story, <laughs> but I do know that you mean what you say. So, well, and if you say you're going to do something, you will do it. It might not be the timeline I'm thinking, <laughs> but you will do it. Yeah. Well, and that's actually um, a part of my next thing, which is kind oh, of interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, my next one is kind of a, a really big really big category that a lot of things fall under but um (laughs) the how i summarized it is leading your family is actually believe it or not harder than just leading yourself (laughs) (laughs) it's it's difficult how does that connect to what jessica was just saying let me get to it um (laughs) it's it's a step it's a step beyond um leading yourself and i was think i think i as a single person getting ready to be married, I was like, um, yeah, I'm ready to get married now. It's just like, you know, being, doing life, but like next to somebody else, which is true in a certain sense. But when you're going to be the leader of the family, you're going to um, have to lead yourself plus consider another person. And so it's not, you have to consider a lot more factors, a, a lot of more factors. You have to be ahead of the game because you can't like last minute planning doesn't work when you're involving other people and they have to know about these plans <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for them. And, um, fair enough. Um, and what was it that you, you were saying at the end that I was trying to connect this to? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, my timeline might be different than yours. Right. Exactly. Like the, um, so I ask you to do something and you're like, I will do that. But then I'm expecting you to do it in the next like. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, oh, I can do that. I have like, I can do that maybe in 15 minutes and I can squeeze it in and do it to a certain level. But um, I need to know that you expect, I need to know what you expect um, out of that. And I need to need, be a leader enough and ahead of thinking ahead of the game enough to um, allow you to, okay, let's say doing dishes, just mm-hmm. make it really practical. <laughs> when you ask me to do the dishes so that you can make dinner, it's not like, oh, I need to do the dishes around six o'clock so we can get dinner by six 30. Like, obviously that's not going to work. Maybe yeah. for me, if I was cooking dinner, that might work because I'm not cooking that elaborate of a meal. I don't know how to cook <laughs> that well. And uh, also because then I'll start dinner and be fine with getting dinner by eight instead of six. And it's like, you know, that's not considering another person. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if that, that's all kind of jumbled together, but considering another person, being the leader of another person is a step beyond being a leader of yourself. Another example I have is like, um, if I'm not doing my, like if I'm not having my time with God regularly, why do I expect I'm going to have family devotions, you know? Um, yeah. If I'm not leading myself spiritually and making sure that I'm headed down the right track, at least going the right direction spiritually, why do I expect that I'm going to lead my family the right direction spiritually? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it's a step beyond. It is hard. Uh, I heard I heard some of my friends before 
they were getting married. Talk about um, like maybe they weren't ready for marriage or like, I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. And I was like, you know, I'm ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think what they were, they were a little bit wiser. Maybe, maybe that knowledge made them a little bit more fearful and wasn't actually helpful in that moment. But like they maybe were a little bit wiser in understanding that it does take a, a level of responsibility a little, a little bit more. Um, so it's, it's made me step up anyway. <laughs> big idea lumps a lot of things into it but that's my third one yep well I appreciate that you think about that well thanks so um, torn <laughs> so my third one is marriage is not even and everyone doesn't always do what they're supposed to do and my bad attitude is the problem <laughs> <laughs> So that's a lot of things also lumped together. <laughs> um, but that's like three. <laughs> that's like three separate ones. But they're all related to each other. Like I couldn't separate them out really. Okay. okay. Sure. Maybe my bad attitude is the problem could be a separate one. But, but I had other things I wanted to say. <laughs> um, so as far as like marriage is not always even and everybody doesn't always do what they're supposed to do we are different people with different priorities i maybe like really hate that the hand towel is askew (laughs) (laughs) and you don't even notice it because you're heading to the next thing and that's just like a very silly example it's not something i'm bitter about (laughs) (laughs) before i all start coming at me (laughs) um but, like, I don't have to be like, why can't you just do this? Like, it's right there. Why can't you just fix that before you leave the room? Like, um, that's just not how it works. Like, I can't expect you to notice everything that I am noticing. Um, because we have different focuses. We notice different things. We... Um, just function in different ways, honestly. And so um, what I mean by, like, it's not even is I can actually, when I, like, quit having a bad attitude, I can, like, come alongside in those areas and I can straighten the hand towel or I can, you know, move the laundry from the washer to the dryer or... I can dry the dishes and put them away, you know, um, just simple things that I'm, I could sit there and get all bothered about, well, why did, if he was washing dishes, why didn't he just go ahead and dry them and put them away? (laughs) Um, but that's not really loving and kind to, to be like that because like I mean when do you ever you split things evenly with your siblings to keep fights from happening you know like okay you cut the piece of cake in half and then I get to choose (laughs) you know like that's how dumb and stupid that is and if I'm carrying that mentality into marriage where it's like well I will cook but I'm not touching a single dish Because we split the jobs up this way. Like, it's just dumb. Mm. You know? Or, like, 
You're supposed to wipe up the, I don't know, water on the sink when you finish washing your hands or whatever. And it's like, because you didn't do that, it's just going to stay wet. Like, I can just do that, you know? Mm. So, it's really just very silly. But those things can become big things if you continue to let them, like, sit in your mind. And, like, why didn't they just do that? You know? Yeah. Makes sense. Sorry. Yeah. And my bad attitude is often the problem. Well, I think you've been doing great recently, <laughs> so. And since I know you mean what you say. <laughs> exactly. It all works together. Uh, thanks. All right, ready, for my, ready for my fourth one? Uh, are we already on your fourth one? I went first. Did I skip one? Did you skip one? One. I should do three first. Two. That was my third one. Oh. Did you skip one? Yeah, I did. <gasps> Number two. <laughs> <laughs> um, your your spouse, my spouse, <laughs> might rest in a different way than you do or I do. Um, this was interesting to learn because it's something that I knew in theory that like people rest in different ways, but I didn't think about it in application to a marriage because, um, you know, like we have, a, let's say we have a Saturday free together, which hasn't been happening recently. Rip. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or Sunday Thanks, afternoon. Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what, uh, I work there, not because we yeah. shop there. No, says sorry. It's not like we have addiction or something like that. I don't yes. know. Anyway, um, Trader Joe's steals all my Saturdays now. <laughs> Just can't stop. <laughs> Some people come here and get gambling addictions, and we come here and get Trader Joe's addiction. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> that might go into the intro. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so. Let's say Sunday afternoon to make it relevant to today. Um, uh, Jessica, just a little bit about us. Jessica's a little bit more, or at least used to be a little bit more. I think these things change. More of like a, a inactive rester. Like she wants to do nothing. Nothing on the schedule. Not be responsible for anything. Not go anywhere. Maybe like go outside to like take a walk. But like, you know as minimal of planning and activity as possible. Um, whereas I am, I have, I want to have something to do while I'm resting. (laughs) Um, I want to be someone who I want to, I want to be, you know, having something to do like, uh, going on a hike or doing a puzzle or, um, you know, have a, have an objective. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, finding things that satisfy both of those is key to helping you be able to rest together. And you don't always have to rest together. Sometimes you just have to rest at different times, which is going to go into a later one of mine, but, (laughs) um, you, uh, you don't know. Yeah. You don't always have to rest together, but when you, when you do, it is good because then you have this recreation time that you can 
talk together and spend quality time with each other. Um, and it's key to find things that you both find restful and to communicate about those things. Um, I think one of the advantages is of Jessica and I is that we chose each other in a big part because we are good at communicating with each other. We're good. We were good friends for a long time before we started dating and we knew that we, when we talked, we, we understood what each other meant. Um, and so being able to communicate about this helped us early on to be able to know different activities and different things mm. that we might be able to do where we can actually relax with each other and spend time with each other. Um, and uh, for one, one example would be trying a new restaurant is a, is a great activity for us because I have something to do where I'm like, okay, I need to find where it is. I need to like <laughs> figure out, is this going to be a good restaurant? Figure out what, to, what the best thing to order is. And, and um, I analyze all the things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like decide, is this a good restaurant? Is it a bad restaurant? Should I post a review? You know, all this thing, all this stuff. And Jessica can just enjoy the environment. And usually if I'm the one planning it, that's ideal because Jessica mm-hmm. can just go along and, and stuff like that. But you'll find those things where you can both, um, satisfy that, that restful urge. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I think, I think that, um, not having to plan and orchestrate the event is key for me because I don't actually mind doing something active. Like I've been hiking with a friend a lot on Saturdays while you work. Mm-hmm. And because like, I'm not actually the one like deciding where we're hiking and stuff I just kind of go along it actually is usually a restful time because I just get to go along in a company and I do like doing that but I feel like I usually default into like the mom mode of like Mm. making sure you know this is planned and making sure there's water and making sure there's snacks and making sure (laughs) you know all the stuff so but yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't have thought to mention that, but that's very true. Well, thanks. Good job. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> Shall we move on to number sure, four? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Um. So this one, I think I didn't really understand. I don't think I truly understood submission to the full extent before getting into marriage. <laughs> TBH. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I did have the idea of, well, when it comes down to it, what he decides goes. And so I picked somebody who I thought would decide the same thing as me <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> which d- is true and does happen a lot. Um, but my, my fourth thing that I've learned is submission is a gift I get to give to you and not something I'm forced to do. Hmm. Um, because if I was forced to like, well, at the end of the day, he has the final say and it's his choice. Um, like I can kind of be forced into a position I don't want to be in. But, like, that's me causing a problem. Like, as your wife, I get to say, well, I trust you and I trust your walk with God. And I'm trusting that you are making the right decision here. 
So there's no reason for me to withhold yeah. my trust of you in this situation, even if I have a different opinion. Um, it's more a thing of because I have decided to be your wife and to have this role. Um, it is up to me to give you my submission and that is a lot easier when I am thinking correctly about it. So like thinking of it as something I get to do yeah. because I do trust you and because I chose to marry you because I did like trust your wisdom and I trust who you are and I trust that you want to follow Christ. And Sorry, that was loud. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a, that's, and we uh, we mentioned that before, and that um, idea of submission as a gift, and we talked we've talked about like um, how submission is worded as. Huh? I don't I th- think we published this podcast though. No, I'm sorry. I was talking oh. about me and you. Oh, okay. Alone, not with the not with the microphone. Let's say cameras. But microphones. <laughs> um. The cameras? What? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> You're being recorded. Um, yeah, and uh, the Bible words a wife's submission responsibility as, res- as her responsibility and her um, like it, 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 it's wives who need to submit themselves, mm-hmm. not husbands don't force their wives yeah. to yeah, yeah submission is is that um yeah is a is that voluntary well, like it's kind of like forgiveness of like yeah. you can't force someone to forgive um that is something that they yeah. can only they can truly give and so like once you quote unquote quote force someone to forgive you are compelling them to do something that they're not yeah. willingly doing and it becomes not forgiveness at that point. Yeah. And it's like we, when we use the term submit sometimes to mean like you submit somebody else, but like that's a different thing. Yeah. That's not at all. It's a different thing entirely. Yeah. Um, even though we use the same word, word for it anyway. Forced submission is not submission. Yeah. Well, not in the marriage context. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So, your turn. My turn. <laughs> um, my number four is uh, letting your spouse show love is a form of love. Hmm. And that's something that we're, we're working on. Um, there is a, a little <laughs> bit of, um, uh, actually one of my, one of my ones that I, I wrote down, but then erased was, uh, marriage is not a competition. So, Mm. kind of connected with one that you were saying earlier, but also with this one a little bit, because you can kind of be in, if you're, if you're a conscientious spouse and like want to want to show love to your spouse, you can be like, you know, I, them wanting to show me love is ruining my opportunity to, to, uh, to show them love, you know? And like, Oh, well, if they, if they're going to do this for me, then I have to do this for them. Um, and so, um, it can be hard to accept love for multiple reasons. Um, 
either because you don't think you deserve it or because you don't want them to go through the trouble or you, you know, you're viewing it as like a, uh, an equals game of like, I, I, I have to do whatever I do have to do something for you and I haven't reached that point yet. So you're getting ahead of me and now I have to like catch up. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not that because it's a gift to be the giver. Um, um, it's more of a blessing to give than to receive and, um, and to show love is, um, a way you can, you can, you can show affection and build that relationship. It's like, it's, it's, it's something for you too to show affection and show Mm -hmm. love. Um, so to, to reject that or to not accept it fully and just, just accept it, Mm -hmm. um, is, can be like turning it down. Hmm. If that makes sense. But, um, so like when I was going to put the food away tonight and you told me no. (laughs) Well, yeah, actually, I mean, that's something that I'm still like, (laughs) again, I'm still working on it, but (laughs) like, yeah, sometimes Jessica wants to, we're talking about the dishes a lot. It's a thing (laughs) in our house. I don't know why. It is a thing. (laughs) I don't know why. Because neither of us really likes doing it. Yeah. And it's like the task that piles up the most. Yeah. Because we I cook mean, a lot. we do eat and yeah, cooking. Um, I cook a lot. Yeah. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. I wasn't. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I was not saying, yeah, I cook a lot. <laughs> um, anyway, the dish is like if, if uh, Jessica wants to do the dishes and I'm like, no, that's my job. That's how I'm, but you know. That's like if she just you're going to have to find another way to show me love because I'm doing this right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm kidding. Well, and like m- maybe that's just her way of saying, well, no, I want to do this for you because, you know, we had a hard day or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And so me accepting that or, you know, vice versa, if I'm going to do something for Jessica and, you know, she doesn't, you know, she wants to say uh, like. Oh no, you, you don't have to do that or you don't have to do that or let me do it. I, you know, it's too complicated or whatever, or, um, or don't give me that gift cause it's, you know, uh, too much and I want you to spend that money on yourself or whatever. Um, like, yeah, I want to, I want to do this for you, you know, doing things, accept it fully and don't feel like you have to give something back immediately or repay it. Because it's not about being, it's not a debt that needs to be repaid. Yeah. It's a gift that's freely given. So accept it as a gift that's freely given. Yeah. Cool. I made it, I made it to eloquence eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Got through a lot of, a lot of verbal mud. (laughs) Well, (laughs) once you slog through. (laughs) Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, number five, I am the happiest when I focus on meeting your needs and making you happy. Well, hey, that works perfectly with mine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it's actually true that like, I don't know. I feel like the comparison thing is a huge, um, well, Everybody says, you know, comparison is a thief of joy or whatever. 
But um, I think the biggest mistake I made in the first year of us being married, I say that because like at a year, I was like, I don't want to be this way, um, was looking at other people's relationships and being like, well, why doesn't he do that for me? Or why, you know, why isn't our dynamic like this? Or can't he read my mind and know that I want this? Or, you know, whatever. And so what I realized was if I quit thinking about what I want and what I think will make me happy and I focus my energy and attention on caring for you and loving you, that it makes me a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like that idea of when you're like fighting so hard for what you want and it's like this will make me happy then once you get it like it's really not satisfying anymore mm. you know yeah um like and we were so last week yeah <laughs> yeah and so when you actually just put things aside and like i'm going to be content <laughs> um and thankful for what god has given me and then focus your efforts on showing love to other people um that desire and longing is fulfilled by doing what god has made you to do which is to put others needs before your own and to consider them above yourself which works really well in marriage yeah (laughs) who would have (laughs) thunk yeah well, my last one is in marriage, you need to choose love. You need to choose joy and choose peace. Um, and it's easy not to <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, a lot of times, I mean, love is talked about as a as a um, an emotion and joy and peace talked about like as um, things that you might attain to, but you like can in, in choose those things. Um, and it's very easy to become, to get into a rut of, um, you know, like you, maybe you're not, um, your spouse wants to do a, you know, like, you know, it's, it, it's date night and you're like, I don't really want to do anything. I just want to <laughs> stay home cause I have a lot of work to do or, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of work and I don't want to do anything, but like you can and you're not feeling like romantic or whatever, but like you can choose to be loving and choose to like work up that spark of romance. Like like you're (laughs) dating again or whatever. Um, and, uh, you can choose joy. Like if you're frustrated and you know, it's just a hard, there's been a series of frustrating events and you just want to like be frustrated for a while, you know, you just want to <laughs> live in that, in that, um, yeah. cloud, um, that doesn't, that, that affects the other, the other, your, your spouse, you know, um, every one of your decisions affects their decisions. It's actually something I, I wrote down for, um, the whole leading 
is is harder than leading yourself. Leading your family is harder than you're leading yourself too. My my mess is her mess. Mm-hmm. Um, my choosing lack of joy is 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 her. Yeah, I'm stealing her ability to have joy because you don't want to just, yeah, you know, be the the perky one when the other person is <laughs> just like her. Well, you I know? mean, if you are obviously not doing okay, it burdens me. Exactly. Like I can still be joyful in Christ, but it's not yeah. the same kind of like. Yeah, and that's not saying like you can never be sad or no. like you can never be no. um upset, but. But you joy isn't real, is not dependent on yeah. circumstances. So like, well, and sometimes it's like y- y- you you're just choosing to be upset. You yeah, know? yeah. You there's no reason to be upset anymore. You stubbed your toe, <laughs> and you know you dropped some. You spilled your coffee, and it's like it the world is ending. I know it happened. <laughs> Get over it. Move on. It's yeah. okay. Um, you know, so you just you just choose joy because it affects the other person and choose, choose peace because you, which has a lot to do with humility, which is another big topic we, we could talk about. Um, in especially relating to marriage, uh, humility is a big deal. And it, um, when you have a situation come up where there's a disagreement or a misunderstanding, you can choose humility and choose to humble yourself and be like, okay, what did I do wrong? Where am I misunderstanding? Um, and de-escalate and choose peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is easy not to. I know I, I I knew this going into marriage that all these things were a choice, but I guess I didn't predict that. It's it's so easy <laughs> to <laughs> not do that. Um, yeah. So you really have to you have to work against it and make it a life habit. Um, well, I mean, it does take work. Like it does. And especially when your emotions are not in line. Because, like, even with love, like, I know you love me. I know all the time that that is true. But, like, I mean, it's the same for me. I'm, like, busy and focused and I'm not feeling romantic. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it's, um, but love is more than, like, romance. It is, you know choosing to put someone else's needs before your own yeah so and those feelings like follow yeah, those choices exactly. too you make the right decisions and get your body moving in the right direction yeah. <laughs> and like yes i will be kind i will be helpful i will you know be peaceful and then your heart follows that yeah a lot of times yeah something tim keller talks about in um Meaning of Marriage, which is a, a book I highly recommend, um, is he was talking about a, a family that he was ministering to. This is like a, an illustration he was using to illustrate what we're talking about. He was ministering to this family, and they were kind of like a an un, unlovely. You know how like talk, the Bible talks about showing love to the unlovely? Mm-hmm. This was that family, apparently, <laughs> that, that couple, where it's just, it's just hard to get along with sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and, you know, people, not a lot of people wanted to be around them. So the pastor, Tim Keller, took it upon himself to um, try to show love to these people. So he'd go over to their house and, like, spend time with them, listen to them. And, you know, he did this for months. I think it might, might have been years uh, or it might have been just about a year. But um, 
than when Kathy was talking about doing something for Thanksgiving or something, some kind of event. Kathy's his wife. Yes. Um, good point. Yes. <laughs> um, Tim was like, well, we could just have them over, this family over. And she was like, what? <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Um, and he realized that he had grown this affection yeah. for these people who he had previously had no affection for just because he was choosing to show them to do the act of loving. Yeah. Um, C.S. Lewis also has a quote about it that I, I don't have off the top of my head. <laughs> Wish I did, but um, yeah. Um, talking about um, if you don't, if you're having trouble following the commandment to love your neighbor, act like you love your neighbor. Yeah. And then the, the, the love, the internal feeling will follow. Yeah. But a lot of times you just have to get moving. Yep. And then. And if you chose a good spouse, it's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's it's a little yeah. bit easier to get back into it. You know, it won't take yeah. a year of uh, of that. Right. But also, I feel like I mean, this is us talking like with the marriage lenses <laughs> on, but I feel like a lot of this stuff applies to just any relationship yeah um well not submission but you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> use good judgment but like a lot of these things apply to getting along with a sibling or a friend or you know yeah <laughs> people that you live closely with church church family yeah, yeah. um well co-workers yeah yeah so I think that when you want, because obviously like marriage is one of those relationships that (laughs) you kind of have to make work (laughs) because (laughs) it's not like you're getting out of it. And if you don't want to be miserable, you need it to work well. And so I think a lot of times with our friends or our family, we don't try it's hard to learn things or to notice things in our relationships with them that can help our relationships with them because we're like, well, I can just not talk to them for a few days and it'll be fine. But like, you can't do that (laughs) when you're (laughs) married to someone and literally can't get away. (laughs) Yeah. Um, not that you would want to, but anyway, I think, you know, learning these things, is important for all parts of life and not just it's helped yeah being married has helped us learn learn faster maybe (laughs) yeah we have to (laughs) it's been good yeah i like it i know marriage is a win i know i i think a lot of people talk about how hard it is yeah and without giving the proper amount of attention to how joyful it truly is if you're wanting to grow closer together and you're wanting to love each other and you're wanting to love God even in the hard things it is still sweet yeah and you know following God's purpose can make it a lot less hard I think yep so no that's definitely true well yeah (laughs) I know I'm just saying like of course, anybody is going to say, well, yeah, obviously. But I'm saying from personal experience, yeah. 
you know, once I learned like, hey, I don't need to be comparing my life with everybody else's life. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Like God's intention was never for us to be comparing our stage of life with someone yeah. else's. Um, and so I think that is important. Yeah. Well, cool. I guess it's been a, it's been a different pace yeah. of podcast um, and a uh, little bit different, but thanks for listening. And yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it and just gonna I, a little insight into our decision to start the podcast. We kind of were thinking like, well, what do we like to do? And we like to talk to each other. So yeah. why don't we just start yeah. a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> because that's just talking to each other. So, um, that's, this has just been that. And, um, I'm glad we did it and I'm glad we recorded on our anniversary. It'll be a thing that we can maybe come back and listen to, maybe do a repeat of next year. And yeah, that'd be fun. Five more things we learned. Fun. Keep it going. Yeah. Also, I have one more bonus. I have a number six. Now you're the first and last. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you said you didn't want to be either. Now you're both. <laughs> well, this is not as high pressure. Okay, go ahead. I really, really like you. And I count. like you even more than I did when we got married. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a win. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't count. Well, I had to get that in there somewhere. Well, I like you too. <laughs> I think you're pretty great. Thanks. You were lovely. Yeah. Uh, that is just right. an objective fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody that doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My maiden name was lovely. Okay, guys. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> um, we are tired, so I yeah. think we're starting to ramble. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and we will see you Maybe next week. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe next week. Well, we'll not see you. We will talk at well, you. Okay. You get the idea. Yes. <sighs> you will listen to us. <laughs> you, will <laughs> you will listen to us again next week. <laughs> <laughs> if there's something to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks again. Bye. Love you. Bye.